Hello, my name is Sarah and this is The Suplex. Hello, lovely people, and welcome to another edition of the Suplex Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our last interview, and this interview is no different. It's going to be insightful, it's going to be wonderful, and it's going to be things that you did not previously know. So, who is our guest today? And our guest is the lovely Darcy Stone, who I have seen around and about the British wrestling scene for a little while now, and her smile lights up a room. Um, she has actually had a very well-traveled career, and I, I learned a lot about this career while doing my research for this um, chat with her. And I learned about her dancing background. I learned about her trip to Japan. I've learned a lot. So I'm going to stop nattering on, and I'm going to let's just crack on and let's get on with this wicked episode with the lovely, lovely Darcy Stone. Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Suplex Podcast. Here I am with my wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guest today, the lovely Darcy Stone. Darcy, how are you doing today? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Sarah? No, I'm not too bad, thank you, my dear. I'm not too bad. So how, how's how you been keeping with everything that's been going on in the world at the moment? Oh God, it was hard to keep track. Now it just feels like time is just a concept, isn't it? <laughs> it's um, I've been okay um ups and downs really um yeah it's hard to, it's hard to like make any plans or like look forward to anything so mm. just trying to keep busy really doing other things have, so. have you been working for it or have you been a little bit up up and down stop and start um so well we've been running on the gear the business so mm. we've been doing that um but again like because wrestling's kind of dropped off it's it's difficult to maintain a wrestling business um but yeah that's the only thing really so mm. that, that does keep me busy thankfully that's good so we'll start with that because I was going to go on to that a bit later but on the gear how did that come about so I had the I had a knee injury 2019 um mm-hmm. and was out as a long-term ACL meniscus injury so I was out for ages and then um I just really wanted to be involved in wrestling in some way and um I saw someone was selling their t-shirt printing equipment and I thought that might be a really really good idea to you know get involved with it and there was no one really that was doing it that was solely wrestling related Mm t-shirt printing um so yeah it kind of started from there realized I had absolutely no idea what I was doing and uh (laughs) winged it for a few months and then like learned all about the actual methods and stuff so yeah that's basically that how that came about how's that been going has it been sort of just building gradually with that or is it yeah been... um so when did we start officially March we started um mm-hmm. started with quite a small selection of wrestlers and now we've got god I don't know I think we've got over 100 people now on there um, oh wow it's going, yeah it's going really really well um as I said it does drop off a bit because there's not a lot of buzz around wrestling but then you have like big surges but it has continuously grown since mm-hmm. we started which is really good wow I didn't realize it got up to 100 people that, that's I think, really I really good wrong, but I think we have got about 100 or if they're not all on there yet we're working out 
getting them on there so that's excellent stuff so if you it's so a ladies and gentlemen out there if you're listening to this if you want some wrestling merch printed go see this lady she knows her stuff and uh is uh very very much uh <laughs> ready and willing and waiting for you to uh absolutely get, get on the gear <laughs> as they say <laughs> exactly. brilliant excellent excellent stuff so i was having a quick look into like we we know each other from wrestling we know each other from shows yeah. down at the old the old res gal you know that wonderful, wonderful venue that it is. Um, and, you know, I wanted to look into you. I didn't realise, like, how much of a background in dance and that that you had. Um, yeah. How did you end up sort of starting in dance? Was it something that you've always liked as a child or was it um, other members of your family were into it? So it was a natural progression or, like, how did, how did you get into that? I... My mum and my auntie used to do ballet classes when they were a kid, but they never pursued it. I think from what my family have told me, I was always like the one, the baby trying to upstage everyone um, <laughs> at, at like kids groups and stuff and with the family. And I'd always have to do a show. And um, my nan was the one who said maybe she should do ballet. So I started that when I was about two and a half Um continued through that like always you know stereotypical young girl wanted to be a ballerina mm. um and then I moved on to more like shows so like West End stuff mm-hmm. um and then did a bout of competition stuff um and yeah basically did that since I was two and a half all the way through to about 25 um so yeah it's been my entire life essentially <laughs> I've read somewhere that you're a, you you're a world freestyle freestyle dance champion yeah, well, six times. <laughs> six times, freestyle. Like yeah. this girl's modest. Like she, she doesn't do things by half. This girl, I, I'd say, I'd say that. She, you pick yourself up more, my love. You know, you, six, six time world freestyle dance champion. That, 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 that's pretty yes. good, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was almost consecutive, and then I had a year out from injury, and then I went back and did my retirement wow. on there. Um, oh. We also did. Uh, so you do pairs as well. So me and my partner won a few on that. And then um, I won a street dance one. Uh, only won one of those. And then a couple of contemporary awards as well. So, Jeez. so just, a, yeah. just a few, just a few trophies in the trophy <laughs> cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh God. I just, I don't know. What, like it sounds like I'm being egotistical, but they're like a nightmare to look after. They really are. <laughs> they're just a nightmare. I have um, golf trophies. They're left. They're left at my parents. They, they do. Oh, yeah. Them. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you get it, you get it. It's dusting them, and it's like, oh, keep shiny. So yeah, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> my mum can deal with that. Bless her. <laughs> oh, oh, oh dear. So, so you obviously, I can understand how the nature of dance and that can help you in terms of wrestling. But from being a ballet dancer to now being this wrestler that kicks ass, like it's a, <laughs> it's a very big chalk and cheese. Like, ha, what what was it that drew you to wrestling? Like, were you a fan to start off with? Like, um, what was it? What? How did you get involved? And how did you enjoy rest? How did you become a wrestler? Basically, um, so I always enjoyed wrestling. Um, my cousin was like a massive fan, and we used mm. to sort of have a rumble around in the. Um, living room you we used to watch it on a Saturday you know where they used mm. to star everything out so I thought it was real and I used to you know get a bit rough with my cousin we had a trip to the A&E before where I smacked him over the head with a quality tin brilliant uh, quality treats tin um so yeah brilliant. I was always into wrestling 
Um, and then I never like I wanted to be a wrestler so bad when I was a kid and never knew that you could actually do it. You know, you think mm. it was only in America and didn't know anything about the indie scene at all until I was about, I think I was 26 or 27. Um, and basically what, what happened was my, my mum passed away mm. and, um, my best friend, who's also a wrestler under Phil Fiction, you might know him because he does like loads of the camera work and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've run into him, I'm sure, on several occasions. But he, he's like one of my best friends and he'd found the res gal and he said to me, like, you need to come down. I feel this would be really, really good for you. Do something different um, and, you know, get out some frustration and whatever. Mm. So I went down to London School of Lucha Libre. Absolutely loved it. Just, I was just it felt so right to be there and everyone was so friendly mm. and it was so different from dance because in dance you're everyone's trying to like get one over on each other they're all trying to compete for the same spot you can't really make solid friendships in dance from my experience but wrestling mm. is completely different everyone is well the majority of people are there to help each other out so yeah it started off as once a week and then it became three times a week and then I was like completely obsessed that's brilliant. Okay. That is brilliant. It's, it can be. It's very much if you get into the right group within wrestling, it can be a family. Obviously, it's a brotherhood, sisterhood. We all look out for each other. We in in certain circles, we all look out for each other. I say all circles, but I say certain cir- circles, we all look out for each other. We all, what well, we all doing the same thing. We'll put our bodies on the line, and um, you know, we're protecting each. Like hell, I've had a couple of close encounters at ringside. Like with a, I've had to bridge a ladder once. That was the, my closest oh my experience. God. Yeah, yeah. that ladder spot went wrong. We're flying out the ring. I had to bridge it, camera in one hand, and I'm trying to do a bridge with one hand. <laughs> it was oh my uh, God, uh, amazing. I'm not flexible, yeah. but I was that day. So <laughs> you forget like how risky it is actually being ringside because. Mm. Sort of everyone in the ring almost forgets that you're there because you're just sort of part of the show. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. But it was it's it's cool. It's it's one of those things. But you know, it's it's definitely a brotherhood, sisterhood, you know, try and look out for each other and um, you know, do that. So how how did you find training? Like how did you find the transition from training for, for dance to training for wrestling? Because it must be a completely different fitness and a completely different um oh, yeah. level of, you know discipline really yeah I I really struggled in the beginning like I got the movement side of it mm-hmm. and like if you put in spots together and stuff I I could remember them but actually taking bumps and stuff sucked so much and doing rolls because I learned rolls completely differently so you have to sort of unlearn everything um mm. and I genuinely think my dance background is the reason why I got injured because oh, you really? land differently yeah so you land sort of completely differently than you would to in a sprung wrestling ring and mm-hmm. I think that was what caused it because I was just not not tuned in at the time to land properly right but, um, so uh, you mentioned your your um your knee injury your, your ACL meniscus um that was in about 2019 yeah. prior to that you you mentioned about you had a few injuries with dance like what other injuries have you had sort of over your period of like of training and dancing and, and wrestling so with dance I when I was 15 I had a back injury um mm. that I wasn't really sure what caused it but they seemed to think it was some sort of aggressive kidney infection 
uh, but it weakened all of the muscles in my back and mm. um caused like um a spinal dehydration mm-hmm. so I'm like completely numb there and it's just really weak so I have to continuously like lifelong make sure that I'm working it out and keeping my core strong and so that yeah that was a while took took some time off from that and then dancing barefoot has caused me to break probably every single one of my toes (laughs) at one point (laughs) they're like really brittle if I'm like walking and I like kick the side of the door I'm just like um that's not really fun wrestling I've been really lucky apart from the knee I've had one concussion Mm -hmm. um that was from training and it was complete mistake like it was no one's fault it was just one of those things that happened mm-hmm. um yeah I think that's it really and then the uh, the big one you know so what happened take us take us through that injury so I think it wasn't yeah it was an IWL show um it was a chaos match I believe um and I was doing a spot with Callum Newman um and it was just I think it was we were in a suplex and then I got out of the suplex and landed on two feet but as I landed I felt this like hot burning in my knee and I just couldn't get up from it um Mm. but luckily at that point I rolled out the ring they carried on and then I knew I had this like huge running bit coming up um and I just looked at Callum and he knew something was wrong and he just blessed him he just carried me through the rest of that match um so then (laughs) I went to the doctor and they told me it was a sprain um, and it didn't feel like what people tell me a ligament burn it like a tear is. So I thought, okay, well, it must just be a sprain. So I took some time off. I rehabbed it. I went back to wrestling, really wasn't okay. So I kept going back to the doctor and then they were just telling me it was a sprain again. So then I was practicing for another IWL show and I, I think it was like a pop-up. And as I landed, I, that's when I felt like the nine out of 10 pain where Ooh. I could, you know, the silent scream where you're just like, you can't yeah. say anything. And that's when they, when I went to the hospital, they gave me the MRI and they were like, yeah, you, you might need to take some time off. Oh, so God. I think I did my meniscus first. And then because I kept wrapping on it, I did my ACL. So mm, dear. How, how was the rehab process for that? Um, I did a lot of prehab um, before the surgery. So I had the surgery last January. And then unfortunately, because of lockdown, obviously, they have very limited access to physiotherapists. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been very lucky that they, the NHS um, appointed me like a specialist uh, sports physiotherapist. And they've like done loads of telephone consultations and stuff. So, yeah, I started running again in September, I think, just the end of September. So I'm pretty much there now. Um, Good. It's more the confidence because I think if I'm, you know, in the ring now, I'm going to be very cautious about doing anything elaborate. Probably. It'd be one of those ones. I think you'll take the first bump and then, you know, it, it will start sort of coming back. If that made sense. It was like, yeah, it feels good. I feel fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely excited, <laughs> but I don't know how my body's going to feel. It's going to be like, oh. It's got to hurt. <laughs> that, 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 that first, yeah, that first set of bumps is just going to go, oh, kill me yeah, out. <laughs> uh, I think there's so many wrestlers who I've been talking to and they're just like, I didn't, I like, had forgotten that my body could actually feel good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a huge break and they're like, I forgot that this is how a human body is meant to feel. 
<laughs> the the only good thing is when when shows do come back because they will come back in some form eventually everyone's going to be the, the day after everyone's just going to go oh well everything hurts just forget yeah. it <laughs> you know anyone with a real job just take the day off the following day like seriously yeah. if you've got a shoot job take the day off the next day i'm even planning it because i haven't been doing that bending <laughs> down for like yeah, of course yeah like th- that's all i'm gonna be i'm, I'm well I'm either going to be working from home the next day or I'm going to be like day off. No, it's not happening. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, it's the day. And then you get, so you have the day after where everything like hurts and then you have mm. that second day where you <gasps> think you you think it was bad the day before and the second day you're just like, why? Why? Yeah, now. Jesus! Yeah. It like literally <laughs> is. <laughs> exactly. Oh, brilliant. So obviously in your... I wouldn't say short career, but like um, reasonably short career, you've had the pleasure of going to the land of the rising sun, lovely I Japan. Have. You I lucky, have. lucky thing. How was that? That must have been amazing. Oh, Something amazing in that. It feels like, well, it was three years ago now, but mm. yeah, it was the best thing I could have ever done, I think. Really? Um, I planned to go anyway because after mum died I, I sort of wanted to go and do these things that I've always wanted to you know mm. and I thought now is the time to do it um and I was lucky enough to get some training with Emi Sakura um and the first so the first time I went it was three months and I wasn't on shows in the UK even I think I've been training about six months eight months so I wasn't mm-hmm. in shows in the UK so I wasn't expecting to be on shows out there but I learned like and I had a new respect for wrestling over there because mm-hmm. they it's like you have to give 100 percent, otherwise yeah. what's the point they won't allow you to half-ass anything and I think I needed that I needed to kick up the backside you know to be like do I really want to do this or is this just a hobby for me mm-hmm. um so that was the first three months and I did have that so I, I flew in and then I flew, got there about 10 p.m and I had training at 9 a.m in the morning was really jet lagged oh. <laughs> um had my first session I think I was on the phone to Dan Reed after just going oh my god I've I'm, I feel like death um <laughs> everything hurts and I just sat in my little hostel just with my blanket over me going I don't know why I've done this and then it was fine and then like when I went back um so Emmy invited me back in September and I did five weeks of doing shows there and that was incredible like just you spend most of your time with them so they do become like your surrogate family and I don't speak Japanese I can have like a really basic conversation but they were so friendly and caring and yeah I really miss them oh bless um, I'm assuming if opportunity arose again you'd go over there in a heartbeat immediately as soon as I'm like back to show ready I'm gonna fly up there I think oh brilliant Brilliant stuff. Excellent. We love Emmy. She's she amazing. She's incredible. She's, she's incredible. I do love Emmy a lot. She's, she's a lovely, lovely lady. And anyone gets the opportunity to train with her, it'd be at one one day, um, like a one day training seminar or the op- gets invited to go over there, take it. She's got so much knowledge to bespoke. She, she knows what's right for you as well. Like mm. the, my moveset when I went out there the second time, she was just like, we're going to change this. We're going to do that. And she just knows what works. You know, she put, we had a match of her and she just put it together in about 10 minutes, came back afterwards and then was like, yeah, we're going to change this. We're going to change that. And I was like absolutely terrified, but it's probably one, probably my best match actually I've ever had. So. Oh, really? 
yeah Where, can, can people so. see that online I think so yeah if you type in Emi Sakura Gatto Move Darcy Stone I believe it is there it might be part of like the whole show but I'm sure you can find it on there somewhere Excellent. See, so we can find the link and stick it on the uh, show notes if I can, and oh, people can have a look. So that'd be awesome, awesome stuff. Um, so where's next for you? You said you're nearly ready. You're nearly mm-hmm. ready. I know. I know the world is shut down at the moment. Um, but other than um, on the gear, where's next for you as Darcy Stone the wrestler? I think I'm gonna go back to basics. I'm gonna start again as if I'm brand new. Give myself a bit of time to shake off the rust. Um, and as soon as I feel confident and as soon as other people have told me that I'm ready, because I think it's very difficult to know when you're ready, but as soon as other people have um, told me that I'm ready, I'm just going to go full ham. I think I'm just going to try and wrestle everywhere, as many places as I can. Um, I'd love to go back to Japan, of course, but I'd also want to, there's so many places in the UK that I want to wrestle. I think I want to do like a little training tour or I go and train at loads of different places around the UK and just take bits from everywhere. Mm. Anywhere or anyone in particular? I really want to do, um, I want to go down to Wales. Yeah? Yeah. I want to, see, I think I think it's more because like Natasha, um, Sierra Loxon's down there, Catherine mm-hmm. Cage is down there, like the, the girls I get on with and Fight Club as well. Mm-hmm. I'd go train up there. I want to do Scotland with fierce females. That would be really cool. That would be cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Go over to Ireland and train over there. There's so many places. There's so many good schools in the UK. So yeah, go train with Katie Harvey. Go, go yeah. In yeah, her training school's amazing over I'd there. Quite, I'd like a strike off of Katie Harvey, actually. Well, there you go. <laughs> book it. Someone Dan Reed, if you're listening, book it. Bring Katie back. Get Darcy in the ring and let's have a strike off. That that's it. Done. Let's do it. I, I can't. I like yeah, it. I think because I've been out for so long now. I really just want to have a good fight. <laughs> just a general have a, like, have a brawl. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Darcy, Kate, down a pub. There we go. Job done. That's a <laughs> <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. So obviously, as I'm only new to this, I'm a bit green on this, but you are a fellow podcaster, aren't you? I am indeed, yeah. Well, you're doing a great job, Sarah. Yeah, a bit green on this. I'm trying. I'm trying. You always always make people feel comfortable anyway, so this is just like that, really. Just a little tiny bit more formal. Lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So tell the world about your podcast then. Um, So I've run um, This Is Lucha Pod podcast with Costa K. Uh, We've been going for a year now. It Mm -hmm. was originally a show to sort of discuss the happenings of Lucha World, um, primarily the the ongoings of the Resgal. Um, and I think we did two episodes and then lockdown happened, so we had no shows to review. So it's kind of turned into sort of like more of a, a, a chat chat with other wrestlers. Um, yeah. and they don't have to be Lucha people. We've, we've done photographers, we've done um, announcers. So, yeah, it's really fun, actually. It's just nice to talk to people because you can't see them. So Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I I can get. I can completely get that. Um, well, um, name me name me an episode if, if the people if our listeners here to say, what's your favourite episode you've done maybe so far of Lucha Pod? God, there's been honestly, there's so many. I'm gonna have to have a look. Um, the one with Bruno Brown's really good. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was quite a while ago now. 
we do them like every sort of few months um Dave Bradshaw that's a really good one that was in October mm. um we've done one with Mercedes Blaze yep she's I mean that was just me and her having a laugh to be honest fantastic yeah. <laughs> that was really good fun um yeah there's loads on there to be honest Nina Samuels was on there as well she's great mm-hmm. so yeah we are going to have a little break from it mm-hmm. um and regroup in a few months time I think with uh, more input from Cara Noir played yep. by Tom Dawkins so we're going to do more of a cultural exchange sort of podcast and something a little different I think sounds good sounds yeah. really good um so um I'll, I'll swing it back to Lucha uh, Lucha Libre um and uh, underscore Lucha Libre with um the lovely Greg down there mm-hmm. as head trainer I don't known him for donkey shears he's he's long long time long time friend um, <laughs> uh, who would you who would you say at the moment i know training's been a bit on hold but before pre-lockdown who would you say would be your standout from um from lucha who would you say is the one to watch out there at the moment clementine easy yeah yeah she's my gut like i'm it's i'm completely biased because we talk like every day and i love it a bit <laughs> But she is, she, she's one of these people, it's so annoying that she doesn't realise how fantastic she is. She, yeah. she picks everything up so quickly. She has these fantastic ideas. Like her social media presence is amazing. So please follow her if you don't already, because she's like hilarious. Um, but she, she has so much potential um, and so much depth to her as a person that I'm, I know that shines through with Clementine. Mm. So yeah, definitely. And also um Buffalo Soldier. Yep. He's one to watch. He he's been around for a while. Um mm-hmm. but he you could put him in any match and he'll be fantastic. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Um okay. So one question I've been asking people and um wondering your opinion on this. If you could ask for one thing from British wrestling mm-hmm. moving forward, what would it be and why? Oh, that is a tough one. I think I'd like to see more creativity. Yeah. I think I'd like to see, you know, because wrestling has moved into a new era, I think, with lockdown. Um, and you see a lot with the WWE, they do these, um, oh, what do they call them? Oh, you the cinematic matches. The cinematic matches, right. Mm. Um and I'm not saying that indie shows should do them because I think it could be quite difficult for them to actually do them, but to have more creative freedom. Sometimes when you go to shows, they can be like a bit repetitive. Like you always have these very serious matches and some shows that works for perfectly fine, but just a little bit of color. And I'd like to see wrestlers sort of experimenting a little bit more. Um, because I think you see that people like Mad Kurt, he has comes out and he's not afraid to sort of be this extravagant character. Um, mm-hmm. And the same with Charles Crowley. He did that yeah. incredible thing, which, you know, I don't know a single person who didn't enjoy that. So those kind of things, I'd like to see more of that going forward and having more stories that can be used across the whole of the indie scene. So if you if you've got like a feud with someone in one place it'd be nice to see that sort of spread out somewhere else. I completely agree. Cause I think, I think fans get very confused at points when, um, 
well, some fans, I'd say, but you go to promotion A and say Darcy Stone is face, and then you go to promotion B and then Darcy Stone is heel, and then you go to promotion C and she's a tweener, and then, you know, it's like, hang on, I had to boo you last week, but now I've got to cheer you, and then I'm like, meh, to you the next week. It's Yeah. You don't connect with Yeah. Mm. And it seemed like, say, if I had a match with Mercedes Blaze and she was heel and I was face, and we go somewhere else exactly the same, um, match essentially the next day but the roles were reversed as you say mm. it's not very I mean we all know wrestling you know we have the cave and stuff but it's still not believable <laughs> you know yeah it, it's it's not believable and it's also um like the end of the day the world is um we are the British Isles at the end of the day you know United Kingdom and Ireland is not exactly huge it's not like it's America where it's you know you could fit us into there about a million times, you know, and the internet makes the world even smaller again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to, people are going to know and understand that if someone's face, they should be face all up yeah. and down the country, you know, protects the character think, really. Yeah. I definitely think that every wrestler should have the ability to play both. Um, mm. Cause it's important for like match structure and stuff to know how to do both parts mm-hmm. um, and tween and roles as well. But for consistency, I think you should stick with one thing. Mm. No, I completely agree. And those who haven't seen it yet, please look online, look up. You are cordially invited by um, by Charles Crowley. That really cheered me up on New Year's Eve. Watching that, that was hilarious. It was fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. He had such vision of doing that. Um, And to be honest with you, I've obviously seen the other cinematics that have gone before it um that's probably the best thing I've seen out of all and of them I think, I think it really because you know the wrestling world's been quite glum for a while now um mm-hmm. I think it was just the medicine that everyone needed to sort of cheer them up and for wrestlers to look at it and go I could do something like that yeah like, there's nothing stopping me doing something creative like that mm. so yeah awesome stuff so would you um other than getting getting better, I'm assuming your next twelve months, eighteen months, is growing on the gear and becoming a multi millionaire with that. And uh... oh, I wish, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've got to lose the um, I've got to lose the old injury pounds. Um, very easy to put on weight when you're not allowed to use your legs. But mm. um, you know, when you're in lockdown, you just think, oh, do you know what? I will just bake that cake. I'm, you know, I just, what's the point? So I'm trying to get into a new mindset now. I've been doing like yeah. loads of walking challenges. Mm. So they're kind of cool. Um, what sort of yeah. walking challenges have you been doing? I, so I did um, a virtual challenge, which was walking, um, hiking up Mount Fuji. Mm. So, and I got a really nice medal. I wish I had it on me so I could show you. But yeah, I got this really nice medal for doing 46 miles. Um, so, and that was all walking. So I'm going to go on to a bit of jogging now and do nice. the Giza pyramids, I think. But yeah, nice. it's cool because you can just, you're like on holiday because you can just look at your street view and you see, oh, look, I'm halfway up Mount Fuji and you can see the view. And then, yeah. Cool. Where did you find them? Was it just online or was it? Yeah, I'll send you a link because they're really, really yeah. fun. Definitely. And nice. really cool. Yeah, sounds like sounds like a right giggle when you get a little medal after it. Oh, ooh, yeah. Oh, do you know what? Hang on, what's up? I'm going to find this medal. Yeah, amazing. do it. All right, here it is. Oh, oh, oh. Well, that is a middle and a half. That is. It's that, not. It, that, 
It's not like oh, a little bit of chocolate money or nothing, but that is a really nice medal. Gorgeous, isn't it? It's beautiful. That's really nice. Man, I'm going to have to look them up. I'll, again, I'll link them in the show notes, guys. It's, everyone should yeah, do a walking and- challenge. Let's all do that with 2021. Let's get everyone walking. Let's get everyone moving. We get everyone, yeah, on a fitness hype. And do you know what you um you can do it as a group? So, like, my family have got a little one where we all, like, all your miles contribute to the same thing. So Excellent. we're all going to have, like, our, our little geezer pyramid trophies, um, medals at the end. So Nice, nice, yeah. nice. I, I'm dreading it because I haven't put a pair of jeans on since March last year. I, I've refused. I've been in sweat, <laughs> sweatpants for the win. Like, literally, training, sports yeah. bras and sweatpants have been my MVPs of lockdowns. I, I will say, yeah, right. you know, You're lucky I'm wearing, like, actual clothes in this meet, in this uh, podcast because normally really? I've got my onesie on. Just <sighs> live in my onesie. You should live in your onesie. It's fine. Why not? I mean, what else? <laughs> like, just just chill out and look after each other. That has literally got to be the, the, the motto for yeah. 2021, isn't it? You need to look after your mental health as well. I think a lot of people mm. put a lot of pressure on themselves to, you know, do all this stuff in lockdown and I'm going to get this new hobby and I'm going to do all these things. And it's so difficult to gear yourself up to do stuff like that. I yeah. think we've put a lot of pressure on ourselves. So, you know, when things don't get done, it becomes very difficult to. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think just count little wins and little blessings is best way. I, I I sort of try and look at it like I'm I'm lucky. I've got a roof over my head. I've got my health. I've got food in my belly and in the cupboard ready for the next meal. And you know, I'm very blessed. As the best way I can describe it, you know, everything else is a is a bonus. Yeah, um, absolutely. Best way. To, Best way to look at life, definitely. Oh, well, on that that nice note, Miss Miss Darcy Stone, you've been a pleasure. Um, time to shield for yourself now. Put yourself over. What have you got? Where can people find you on the internet? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as Darcy Stone. Oh God, where am I? At Darcy Stone PW, and then on Facebook, it's just Darcy Stone. Um, cool. any of the on the gear stuff is just at get on the gear and you'll find us there so fantastic darcy it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much my dear my and i wish you all the best for 2021 yeah thank you take care of yourself take it I'll easy send you that link brilliant <laughs> will do how was that guys i hope you all enjoyed that one now that that little girl, I have to say, she's nothing short of her namesake she is a firecracker and she has well She's a very strong woman, that's all I can say. Like, to go through those injuries, obviously the loss of her mum, and, you know, she's just absolute diamond, that girl. Um, you'll, you'll hear me call people diamonds a lot because there are some wo- wonderful people out there in, in the British wrestling scene, and I want to introduce you to as many of them as possible. So while I have you for those few minutes until we get on to um, leaving, loving and leaving you for this, this week, Please check us out on social media, Suplex Pod. We're the same handles on every single social media platform that you can think of. Also, if you like this episode, drop us a quick tip on Kofi, which is ko-fi.com forward slash Suplex Pod. I hope you're all well. Keep safe. I'll see you next week.